Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon. This is Joshua. Hey, this is Dave. And this is Neil LeBute, the director of House of Darkness, and you are now tuned in to PVD Horror. Hey everybody, today we have guest filmmaker, playwright, screenwriter, and actor, Neil Lebute. Uh, Neil is known for such films as The Wicker Man and uh, In the Company of Men, but he is here to, to discuss his new film, House of Darkness. Neil, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Wow. All right, so Neil, at the start of your career, what inspired you to make films about subjects that many people don't really want to talk about instead of playing it safe? Well, you know, at the, at the beginning of your career, often there's no one cares about mm -hmm. you. And then at the end of your career, you find out actually that no one cares about you as well. But in the beginning, the nobody is not care. They don't know about you, really. And so you're you're depending on the route that you take. And mm -hmm. mine was, you know, with, with very little money, the first film I made. Um it wasn't there was no one there to kind of stop me i had a, i had a script that i wanted to do and and i hadn't seen anybody else do that kind of thing and maybe a couple films in france that were kind of dancing around the same world and um so there, you know there was no one to say oh no we don't think people will like that or or is that going to be too mean or this or that you just you kind of are off on your own and you go make the thing that you make and, and you hope that it connects with people. So uh, I think part of it is, is just the, um, this is what you've got. And then it's the freedom to make it is because you're controlling the purse strings. And so you go off and you do it and spend your money making it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a theme, it seems like in a number of your works and a lot of it has to do with gender dynamics. Yeah. And I know that that's also uh, caught you some backlash in in the past. Of course. Um, but, you know, and it, yeah, of course, because it's one of those uh, divisive topics, I think. Um, people can look at it from a lot of different ways. What are your thoughts about it and why is that a, a focus point for you? And just for people to know, like, In the Company of Men deals a lot with that. And that was um, a playwright that you had made, correct? So it was a, it was a it was a script that that had, was first on stage and then yeah it became a film, okay. um, yeah that you know this feels like that's more it's more divisive now than it was twenty five years ago. Um, it's it's definitely people are very interested in gender politics, gender dynamics, and so um, it has remained something that that people do want to discuss. Um, I mean, you you get it because uh, people are 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 whoever they are, most people are, are in some relationship or have been, and they've felt the, you know, the, the push pull, the power dynamics of a, of a relationship. And, um, and so when you put that on screen and you have something to say about it, then that makes people wonder what your politics in terms of that, you know, not only do they judge what you've presented fictionally, but then they wonder, how do you feel about all those things and where do you fall on what side of the line, which character do you, if any, um, imagine yourself to be those kinds of things, you know, is this your story? Have you, you know, it's all those questions come at you. You know, if you, if, if it was star Wars, they probably wouldn't be asking those same questions. They're like, what planet are you from? You know, they, they would just be like talking specifically about the story, but because it's rooted in things that we all live, 
they they then assume that you are connected to it in a way beyond just a story that you wrote. I, I have a feeling that you like to play with people's thoughts about that a little bit too, because you kind of go in a lot of different directions, starting with uh, In the Company of Men, but then looking at more of a feminist uh, film like The Wicker Man, and even this uh, new film, House of Darkness, which yeah. people will be able to check out. Uh, again, you play with that. And it's sometimes, in especially in this new film, it's it's kind of hard to read, like, what side is he coming from here? Um, yeah. I like that. It kind of kept me... Well, thinking. yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably a better ride for an audience, you know, if they're yeah. feeling like, oh, I'm just viewing this because it's it's somebody else's polemic, then it doesn't allow them the same sort of in. They don't get to go, wait a minute, which... Which way should we, are we, who are we sitting with here? Who's the protagonist? Who's the antagonist? Is there such a thing here? Or is this just like a a little weird modern fable, you know, about about what looks like a, a meat cute stops being cute relatively quickly, you know, and, and then becomes something else? Now, are you a big horror fan? If so, what are some of your favorite films? And what, what are some ones that inspire you when you are writing horror films? Um, I've yeah, I've been connected in and in love with the the genre for a long time. I mean, I I go I date back to the original Dark Shadows as sort of the the roots for me. My mom was a was a fan, liked to be scared. You know, it was as simple as she she kind of feared and loved to be scared. And uh, but we would watch Dark Shadows. She would keep me home from school sometimes. Um, Dark Shadows came on in the morning. And she would she would sometimes keep me home, let me watch Dark Shadows, and then take me to school and write a note that said we had car trouble or that sort of thing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, way back then, I was interested in in vampires, and Barnabas Collins was a, a fascinating character, and Angelique, all those all those characters that were in that. So, so I, I love that. You know, um, Jaws, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, Spielberg just crushed swimming for me. For like 50 years, just like ruined swimming pools, mm-hmm. bathtubs, just, you know, took out the idea of of, of any kind of like dark water. Wow. Uh, so thanks for that. But, you know, I mean, incredible viewing. Um, I, 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 I run the gamut of, of, you know, I like very psychological stuff. I like everything from like a Polanski repulsion to psycho to mm-hmm. uh, a good you know high body count i don't i don't mind anything that you know high tension was a was a great uh, one yeah. um yep. you know so i'm 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 keen to be scared as well that heritage has continued mm-hmm. i um I, I i think like a lot of people i'm often is it is it let down or is it it's it's less than I imagined it was going to be because there I always pump them in my head as like this is going to be great and scary and you know a good one sheet or a trailer can really get me in a good place mm-hmm. and then maybe the film doesn't doesn't maximize that experience but I'm a great candidate for horror films you know and I go in always like uh, I can't wait to see this one you know and so I've been watching them for you know, 50 years and, and enjoying them for, for, for as long. So, um, and, uh, and as far as a, you know, source, I mean, Dracula is, is a key. I mean, I, dra- I adapted Dracula for the stage. I worked on Van Helsing, the television show. So I've, I've, I've put in, you know, some time in the trenches with, um, with that myth. It's such an interesting 
strong myth and it's amazing how many directions it's been pulled and still works um and so i took a little another piece of that myself here and said how does that apply to something today um to somebody you know running into three weird sisters today what's it yeah. what, what do we get with that and yeah. uh, and house of darkness was what came out of it there you go um so we're going to get into house of darkness very soon but yeah. before we do that i want to ask you a question that Hopefully you don't leave this interview right now. And hopefully you haven't heard it too many times. <laughs> I do want to ask your opinion about your film, uh, The Wicker Man. Yeah. And some of the mixed reception about it. And I mean, I've, I've had mixed reception all my life. So, I, you know, I'm curious to hear your like after the project said and done, that's it's been sitting there for a while. You've been able to reflect on it. How do you feel about the film today? Was there definite things you would have changed or would you? Have oh, sure. The same? I, I, but but that goes for every every movie I've worked on. But sure. but I, I think definitely there, you know, there was a. um you know, you always start with a vision of like, this is what you're hoping to do. And this is where you end up. And and how close are those two balloons? You know, sometimes they're miles apart. Sometimes they're they're hanging right next to each other. Um, I, I think there were a lot of people with a lot of different ideas working on that that picture and, and trying to figure out exactly what that movie was. Was it wow. was it horror? Was it was there comedy? Absolutely. There was comedy, you know, but um I mean, you can't. We can't have. You can't have a guy running around with a bear suit on, and without having some sense of of this might make people laugh, right. you know. Um, but if you take that bear suit, you know, that guy in the bear suit, and and burn him up at the end, um, you think, well, that might stop them laughing. And maybe it did for some, and maybe it didn't for for others. But mm-hmm. you know, there was always a a, a hope that that we were going to find the right tone for it. And I, I'm not sure we always landed the right tone. Um, and tone is tough. I mean, I mean it's tough. I've 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 done things that I thought had a harder tone, and we probably landed it closer to what I thought it should be, which was something like Nurse Betty. You yeah. know, the tone in, in a movie like that went from from whimsical to romantic comedy to to someone getting scalped to you know, so it was like, how do you how do you make that all work for an audience? Um sometimes you just get luckier than than other times. Um it's it's as hard to make you know, a good movie is a bad one and a bad one is a good one. Um, takes the same amount of time and energy and people and all those things. And so um, I haven't watched the movie in, in, in a while, but, you know, it's uh, I, I know even when I was when I was cutting it that, you know, you're looking at something going, mm, I don't know if we got that quite right or not. Um, but you go out and you do the the, the best work you can and and, uh, and and hope you get it. Right. You know, and so um, we had a great time making it and and Nick was incredible to work with. And, um, you know, there's uh, there's never I can't I I worked with a lot of good people, but I can't say I've ever worked with anybody who pitches in and just goes for it, you know, harder all day long than that guy, you know, and 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 no idea is too wild. You know, and you're also uh, left with one of the most iconic Nicolas Cage scenes of, you know, I mean, right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Whether it's, yeah, whether it's, whether it's good, iconic or bad, you've got one. Right. So it's, it's, um, you know, you you have to appreciate a guy like that who, who is willing to, you know, go as, as hard as he can and, uh, and, and, uh, never pull back. So that was a pleasure to, to watch. Yeah. 
So let's flash forward to present day. We're here to discuss House of Darkness. Yeah. Uh, Neil, could you give our listeners like a brief little synopsis of the film? No spoilers. Are we getting a hard light there now? Yeah. See <laughs> there if I can help. That was, that. That was, was just one. There. Oh, look at that. There you go. You either edit that or you let people see the process. Yeah. See behind the behind the curtain for a second. Literally <laughs> curtain. Um uh tell me again. What, what, what was uh, it? So like a quick synopsis, spoiler free of House of Darkness. Sure. Yeah. It's it's um it's a it follows a, a a guy who who meets a woman in a bar, offers her a ride home, and um what feels like the kind of uh an interesting take on on a on uh the 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 power dynamic of a of a of a date you know mm-hmm. technically it's not really a date but it's mm-hmm. two people you know meet hopefully they met cute you know in the bar and and had their banter and and um so this smitten guy comes home with this woman and um by virtue of being who he is a guy he you know feels safe enough to walk into what feels like a castle in the woods and the lights go out but he you know none of those things seem seem to throw him he just kind of keeps going with this notion of wow this woman is really interesting and exotic and beautiful and and I want to spend time with her and uh, we watch him just kind of all the places where red flags should be going up he yeah. just keeps marching forward and saying uh, you know feeling as if he's in control of the situation mm-hmm. yeah i think very late in the game, he still feels like he's in control of the situation. But I think horror in particular allows you or fantasy or that kind of thing allows you to turn the tables on a situation in a way that that reality so often does less of that. You know, it's like, oh, this this is what would really happen. We're not interested in that. You know, we start the movie with Once Upon a Time. So it's obviously we're headed toward some kind of, you know, um, fable that 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 wants to say um maybe this is what you know not this is what needs to happen but this is what happens in a situation where the power can be reversed yeah so now this film stars justin long and kate bosworth which are now they're a couple after getting to know each other more after making this film what was it like working with these two on this film well, um, I mean, th- there was there was some sense of of, of you know I, I've actually had this happen a couple of times on stage or on you know on screen mm-hmm. where where people you brought together have become a couple you know mm-hmm. and so um, often you can just you know it's casting is such a funny thing but you can feel that dynamic of like wow this is really clicking these people are really working that's what I was feeling like they were connecting as actors really well. And um, so, you know, obviously it, it worked. And I think there's a, a really palpable sense of, of two people who are finding themselves yeah. enjoying the company of the other person. Um, the whole thing was shot quickly at night, you know, like a play. We shot lots and lots of pages. So, you know, we had to jump in running and kind of never stop. Um yeah. It was it was a, a a quick hard shoot in in those terms, um, but sometimes those are the the best. You know, you don't have a lot of time to second guess yourself and 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 worry about oh did I make mistakes? You just kind of map things out and say this is it, and, and we grab as much footage as we as we can. Um, it was uh, it was it was fun to to have them both in in parts where a lot of who they are as a person really helped the character 
grow. You know, for, for Justin, I think it was the sort of thing where people see him and they go, oh, even if they don't know his name, they're like, oh, I like that guy. He's funny, yeah. you know. And so he could get away saying stuff that another actor cast in that part, you'd kind of look at him and go, yeah. do I like this guy? Is he an asshole? What's going on with him? You know what I mean? For a long time, you kind of, Justin has this boyish charm. And so you kind of mm-hmm. let things go uh, that somebody else might not. Um, and Kate just has this perfect, like, kind of ethereal stillness that mm-hmm. I think slowly starts unnerving this guy. And and hopefully with the audience as well, we kind of go, what's what's up with her? Yeah. You know, um, so they, you know, they they fit the that's a, a huge thing when somebody can come in and just fit the part and, and make it work like that. So um, it, it helps anytime, yeah. but it really helps when you have a short production schedule. Yeah, sounds like, like uh, oh, I'm sorry, Brian. I was just gonna say, it sounds like any um, single actors and actresses should um, hit you up for a role in your first film. <laughs> right. A little matchmaking on the on the side, you know, of like, hey, they would be good with it. I mean, yeah, it's happened a couple times. So it's um, I'm trying to think if they're all still together. I don't know if they all are. So you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't promise that the odds are, you know, it's for eternity. But it's like, you know, yeah. at least <laughs> for a at bit. least there's a connection. Yeah, and like you said, the connections. It, and your wife is also in this film. She, yeah. um, Gia, she plays as Lucy, you know, and yes. so she was definitely added, like a great character that added in, just popped out of nowhere. You're like, oh, okay. She too has that, you know, that ability to be like really still and yeah. uh, and she tells a good story. You know, she, uh, she I can count on her because she's done so much theater to, to really, you know, I could say, oh yeah, here's this five page thing. Could you, could you do that? Yep. And she's like, yeah, I'll get that. I, I got that for you. Um, and you know, I could also help rehearse. So you get some free rehearsal when you're when you're that connected. So that uh, that's not a bad thing either. So now we talked with many actors, writers, and directors about the experience of creating films during the pandemic. What was it like for you creating this project during that time? This was, you know, probably and possibly even why it got made during that time was because most people could look at it and say, oh, this has a high probability of success rate in terms of getting finished. You know what I mean? Like this is not taking place across the Los Angeles, you know, city limits. This is contained in one place in the countryside. The cast and crew will be small and we're, you know, so I think all those, those things helped People who finance it go, yeah, this is something we can actually get done, and uh, and you know, with even with COVID restrictions, we'll be able to to finish it. So um, that was a huge important thing during that period of time, for those couple of years that we were dealing with those restrictions, and as certainly early on, um, it was it was hugely important that you could promise people. Yeah, we're not going to like be halfway through and then have to stop. And you know, there was no margin for error with what we were doing. We we got through, and and nobody got sick, and and so it was a it was a good go. Um, so you alluded to this a little earlier, um, as far as the way um, the tale plays out, it's almost like you're watching a play, mm-hmm. and that's exactly one of the thoughts I had when I was watching it. So I, when I was looking at like your um, you know, your career and seeing that you worked on with plays and as a screenwriter, yeah. uh, playwright and everything like that, it totally made sense to me. Was that uh, deliberate as far as, 
you know, trying to do, like the it's it's very dialogue heavy for a, a, a while, mm-hmm. um, and it it like I said, it feels like you're just watching this you know this cast of characters kind of like take you on a roller coaster ride. You don't really know where you're going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what was your intentions with that? Was that deliberate? Sure. Yeah. Again, that was something very, very controllable, but very much that was like what I'm used to. You know, I, I often try and drag in the world of theater that I, I've I've been a part of and uh, and mesh it with films. I've I've done some very small. I did a film a couple of years ago with Stanley Tucci and Alice Eve all in one house called Some Velvet Morning. Um, I like those kind of chamber pieces and I like to watch them as well. So, um, but they're, you know, it's, it's a lot of work too. When you do long takes and stuff, it's, um, you know, people have to really be on top of their game as actors. But I do think that's part of what attracts them is that they, they know they're going to get to act with their partner. They're going to get to sit in the same frame with them and they're both on, on camera and talking and, and setting the pace. And so they, it's not the usual sort of like, I'll do my side, you do your side, you know, they'll cut it together and make it work. Um, it feels like they're really getting a chance to, to act with, with their partner. Nice. And so, you know, this movie had like great practical effects and really cool gore. A lot of films are missing out on that, you know, take an easy way out doing CGI. What made you want to stay true to this film and kind of keep the practical effects going? Well, because it was possible, but also because there's nothing quite like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, I mean, you you know what the difference is, right? I mean, if yeah. you you must must watch tons of, of films and and it's just so obvious the difference between practical gore and 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 cgi stuff and sometimes there's some amazing cgi stuff that you can see yeah. but you can always just tell you know it's, it's one of those it's, it's sort of there's always a disclaimer when you're like oh wow for cgi that was great yeah. you know, that's, that's always the disclaimer yep. as opposed to like when you see a practical effect you're just like oh awesome that mm-hmm. just looks so great um, and so because it was fairly controlled, we knew that we could go for it. And, uh, and so we just did. And, and, uh, I've, I've used those in the past. I used some really great ones in, um, in nurse Betty, we had, uh, a scalping that we did that was, uh, I mean, the, the, the end result was pretty good, I think in the movie, but the, the, like the original stuff that we did was pretty horrific. So, you know, once we actually saw what we, we had, we were like, Oh, that's probably going to take some editing to uh, to to get ourselves, you know, even an R rating with that. Um, And there was a scene when Chris Rock near the end of the film got shot um, and like his whole face blew off and and, like hit the lens. And, uh, you know, you can't do that really with CGI in the same way. It's the the practical effect was incredible. Um, so it's. I just think the, the the value for the viewer is very high when you when you work with practical effects, and and so it was a chance to do those. Yeah. Well, Neil, I know that you have to get going, but this was uh, a pleasure to be able to chat about your career a little bit and about this film. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. It was great to talk. And uh, are you both in Providence? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's actually normally a third member as well, Joshua. He, he wasn't able to be here today. Oh, okay, but, I'm sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Uh, Can, do you no, want to tell just, people? I'm where just to saying find that you? I don't know Joshua, so I'm not that sorry. But you know, <laughs> he's do you sorry. want to tell people where to find you? 
Uh, what's that? Can you tell people where they can find you if you're on social media at all? Oh, I'm not. I, I have a, a company called Contemptible Entertainment. I, that, there's a Twitter thing on there. I like post movie posters that I like and okay. performances I like, and that's about it. Um, I don't really do anything else. Um, but uh, but I do like Providence. You guys have some incredible um, – uh, yeah, I've been told not to call it a hot dog, you know. Uh, wieners. <laughs> yeah, wieners. wieners. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I didn't think I was going to, I was going to get into that and they are addictively great. Yes. yes. Um, so there's that, that truck down by, um, where is it down downtown by that, that yeah. hotel by the graduate, I guess now it's the graduate hotel Yeah, uh, that comes in there. Good, good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Next time you come, you got to go to New York system. That's yeah. where oh, I've been. I've been, yeah. okay. I, had, I had that you know, essentially what was chocolate milk, but yep. they called Coffee. it something else. Coffee, yeah, milk? coffee milk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is weird. It doesn't really taste like coffee or milk, but, it, but the hot dogs. Yeah. Eaters, incredible. Really great. Well, thank you again, Neil. Um, everyone check out the darkness. It's in theater September 9th on demand and digital September 13th. And uh, yeah, we hope everybody enjoys it. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. Uh, you too. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye. Game over. You lose.